Hello and welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called manifestsimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. Craig, what are we looking at on today's show? What the heck? We, go on, what's excited you? What are you, what are you excited about? Well, read down this list and tell me it doesn't sound like a great show. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to be looking at writing with your nose, <laughs> how to declutter and the problems we face, pretty normal, Yeah. and then how taxidermied animals get better with practice. <laughs> <laughs> so if that hasn't enticed you into listening to the entirety of this episode, I don't know what will, right? Us, obviously. Of course, of course. My, my <laughs> ability to talk louder than you and your ability to sit back on your chair and talk so people can't hear you properly. Yeah, that's the way we do it. Okay. Um, shall we start with today's formatted questions? Oh, yeah. And I believe I'm going to ask you. You are. So tell me, Mick, what made you frustrated and a little bit annoyed this week? Multi-pack Lucasade. Multi-pack Lucasade. Tell me why multi-pack Lucasade made you angry. Um, because I went for a long run. Right. Normally, after a long run, I'll grab a Lucasade or two. A multi-pack Lucasade. Well, let me tell you, right? I thought, I'm trying to be a bit more sensible with the way I spend money. So I'll get a multi-pack because I know I'm going to use the Lucasades for the next couple of days while I do training runs. Cool. I'll get a multi-pack of Lucasades. Uh, turns out the ones in the multi-pack are much smaller than the original ones that you buy. Really? So you? Yeah, but I thought they were all the same milliliter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So did I. Mm. So let me tell you what happens, right? They, 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 the LucasAid company, GlaxoSmithKline. Have you actually looked them up? <laughs> no, I know who they are. Oh, right. They're, they're, I think they're... It's just a hate on them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I looked them up because I wanted to drag them on the podcast. No, their head office is one of the head offices is in Harrow. Where, oh. where I so I know, I know, like that so you've, you've gone down and TP'd the hell out yeah. of it. So what I did was, yeah, I went down there and I processed it outside because their multi-pack bottles are three hundred and eighty milliliters, and the normal bottles are five hundred. So when you buy a normal bottle, you're like, oh yeah, quench me thirst. When you buy a multi-pack bottle, you're like, oh, I need five. <laughs> Don't they just come in packs of four? No, they come in packs of eight, but they're 380 milliliters instead of five. Anyway, that was what made me annoyed this week. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> really can tell. It was a very minor thing, but it really got to me. And tell me something on the opposite side of that that made you excited or elated this week. Um, my dad came to visit. Ooh! So... Daddy Warwick. Daddy Warwick. He's a, he is um, a, like... If you, want to, if you want to know what my dad looks like, you should look up Cat Stevens. <laughs> okay. And then look up Ray Winston. <laughs> right, okay. He's a combination of Cat Stevens and Ray Winston. <laughs> right. Right? Um, he, he was working on the football at Liverpool this weekend. Okay. Um, because he does sound. And for anyone that doesn't know what football is, that is the game where the soccer men like to kick the little sports ball around the field, get paid a lot of money and shoot it into the back of the netted uh, rectangle. Correct, they do. I um, described that down to a T. You've done very well there. Um, so he came up to work on the football and 
came to surprise us. I had the boys for the evening on Friday, nice. which was cool. And he took us out for dinner and I had a burger. Ooh. It was good. And then he filled up my car with expensive petrol. When your dad... He filled... didn't choose to fill no, up no, with no. expensive petrol, no, 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 did he? No, no, he didn't. He was like, oh, I'll get you a tank of petrol while I'm here. Um, basically, my dad doesn't know how to show love without buying things. He grew up in a very, like, a kind of, like, very hardened Cockney family where they never discussed feelings. And it's like his his ability to say I have basically when he leaves I have to make him say I love you oh. I'm like right love you dad see you soon he's like alright mate I'm like no 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 hold on <laughs> say I love you he's like alright I love you and I'm no 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 say it properly <laughs> or, I'm, or you're not going he's like alright love you alright cool uh. alright, I'll take that one cheers dad anyway I made I had, he was like I'll fill you up with petrol cool I got the expensive petrol, didn't I? Of course he did. There's he two, had no idea what two, was coming. Two options on the unleaded. Normal, that's that's not for me, especially when dad's paying. Get the uh, 99 <laughs> octane. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm putting the good petrol in. It lasts longer. He was like, mm, you just paid for it. Um, and then, yeah, he took us out for dinner. That was cool. And then right at the end, before he left to go to his hotel, he was like, oh, you know, oh, well, son, I'll, I'll see you soon. It's 50 quid. <laughs> so, gave me 50 quid, which was nice, um, which was good. Um, so, that was cool. Nice seeing my dad. And Ed... Sounds like he was going to give you the 50 quid, then beat you up and take it back. No, well, he's oh, I mean, he's very hardened, but he's also very... <laughs> well, son, he... it's 50 fucking quid. Give it back, yeah? <laughs> he's, also, he's also a big softy, so he, like, uh... he, he's, he's got a, like, hardened Cockney voice, and he's giant, but he's a big softy, so he would never, he would uh... never hurt anyone. What's his name? His name's Kim... No, it's not. It is. He's got a girl's name. No, it's not. It it's is. not. It is. You're a liar. I'm not. Everyone in my entire football team would take the piss out of him because he had a girl's name. <laughs> it's not Kim. It literally is. <laughs> I can tell by your face that it actually is. It is. His name's Kim. Kim Warwick. Yeah. Can we call him Kimbo? Mm, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. That guy used to, he's a big black guy, he used to beat people up in gardens. <laughs> can we pretend he's your dead, dad, right? I think he is. He can is we, dead. Can we R. pretend R. that your dad does that? Yeah, my dad beats people up. He doesn't give <laughs> with his deep and cockney voice. Um, and what? Yeah, he talks like this. No, he doesn't really. He's he's very well spoken. He's not well spoken. <laughs> he falls asleep watching Frasier, and he's great. He's the best. Uh, cool. Well done, Kim. You've you've made Michael very happy this weekend. Indeed, I've got a normal name. <laughs> and what would who would you like to give a shout out to? Other would, than Kim. Other than Kim, I'd like to give a shout out to um, Jesse Dugdale. Who the hell? Is Jesse Doug, 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 Doug Dale. Um, so I, um, my mum <clears throat> grew up with um, the two Dugdale brothers. Still don't know who the Dugdale brothers I, I'm, are. I'm going to explain it to you. Oh, right. I'm going to explain it to you. Grew up with the two Dugdale brothers. Now, the son of one of the brothers is my age, Jake. Right. And we... Because we're all like family friends, we went to like lots of camps and stuff together and liked skateboarding mm. and did lots of like teenage boy stuff. Um, and they live in like near Southampton in a place called Romsey. Oh, Romsey. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, and uh, his youngest sister, Jess, Jessie, has just started a zero waste shop. Oh. So you go in and you bring your own jars or your own containers. And you buy all the things you need, like like a normal shop shop experience. But there's zero waste, so you're not. There's no bags, there's no packaging, there's no nothing. Um, and they started this company, and their store opened like last week. Nice. Well, it will be like two weeks when this is. It, it opened two weeks ago. Anyway, um, it's called Lemon and Ginger. 
Ooh. Ginger spelt with a J-I-N-J-A. Oh, like it, ginger. Kind of. Ginger is like, apparently a place in Uganda. Ah, uh, but it's also like the word ninja, but with a G. No, with a J. With a J. Correct. Lemon and ginger. Um, and yeah, so the, I think the, the, the ginger part is named after this place in Uganda where they lived for a while and where they invested in and teach at a school. Oh, nice. So, so they like dabbled on a bit of that. Yeah, so they're back and forth between the UK and Uganda. And um, <clears throat> Jessie and her business par partner opened a company called Lemon and Ginger, which is a zero waste. Store. And where can people find this? Um, in Romsey. It's in Romsey. But we will link to it in the show notes and you can track down their store on Instagram. I believe I'm going to find it now so I can give them a good shout out. Um, they, we, I would love to get them on the show to chat about um, the process of starting it. They are just lemon and ginger on Instagram. So lemon and J-I-N-J-A. Like ninja with a J. Yes, they are on Abbey Park Industrial Street Estate in Romsey. Romsey. Um, Kim's come back. Romsey. Yeah, so they launched on the 2nd of March. Nice. So they've been running for a bit, but such a cool idea. And they're doing a wonderful thing for the environment and for the world. So there's a shout out. Nice, I like it. Wonderful. You know what time it is. It's time for the news. Good, 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 good news. Hit me with... Good news. Um, okay, so... You want to hit me with yours? <clears throat> I'm okay. excited for yours. Okay, here we go. Because I remember we, we did the show notes for this like two weeks ago and we, we recorded two others instead. Yeah. And I remember reading this and just being like, what? Okay, so writer Josh Barry writes autobiography with his nose. With his nose. Um, Josh Barry has cerebral palsy and has spent the past nine years writing a book about his life with his nose. Wow. Um, Madman. So what does he attach to the end of his nose? I don't think he does. Oh. Um, basically, he used to have like, <clears throat> a, like a little switch, like a few different switches that he would use to select letters and then spaces in order to write. Okay, okay. Which is obviously a pretty laborious process. Yep, yep, yep. So he said he started using his nose to type on his iPad so that he could be a bit quicker and a bit more creative. Um, so Josh, who uh, is from East Cowes on the Isle of Wight, and there's a very nice boating festival at Cowes. On the Isle of um, he works as a journalist and runs an entertainment website um, and has been interviewed by um, people like Ian Botham and Jeremy Kyle. And he's a pretty, pretty cool guy. Um, he says that he wants to raise awareness of other people in my situation who, despite being different, can achieve their dreams and aspirations. So his book, which is about his life, he wrote entirely with his nose on his <clears throat> iPad. Wow. Pretty mad, right? That's insane. I wrote my 12,000 word dissertation on an iPad. With your nose? Not with my nose. Ah. This exact iPad here that I'm using to read the show notes off of. Oh. I uh, wrote my dissertation on this. But not with your nose, so not as impressive. No. No, so, I mean. I shouldn't even. It's should... well done for using an iPad. I shouldn't have said anything. But... <laughs> Yeah, you definitely should. Josh is much no more one impressive cares. than I am. Well done, Josh. Yeah, well done, Josh. Good well, job. Good old Josh. What, is he doing any work since? Or is he doing anything else? Um, well, he's a, he's a freelance journalist, so I imagine he's done lots of things. With his notes. We'll try and track down his website. Yes, and we will put it in the show notes. We will put the website show in the show notes. notes. Josh Barry, he wrote a thing with his nose. Boom, Josh Barry. So, mine, I'm very interested in. 
so mine is about a gentleman called Rob Mendez. Now, Rob Mendez is a football coach, I believe an American football coach. Okay. So the one where they tackle each other to the floor and try and capture hold of the ball, uh, and the man has to kick the ball past the other team while running for it. Wait, 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 wait. It's called football? It is called football, because they do carry the ball. Uh, let me tell you something right now. But they don't kick it too often. It's not a ball. It's an egg. It is an egg. And they use their hands. So technically, it's hand egg. Hand egg. Right. So Rob Mendez is a coach of hand egg. Okay. Um, and I, I, I quite like this story because he was, he's born without arms and without legs. What? Take a second picture that. Football or hand egg coach, no arms, no legs. How? I, so he, in this picture I've got of him here. Oh he, my days! He has a Starbucks with a massive straw. Look he's at that. Ki- he's killing it. He's killing it. Man's man's not letting anything stop <laughs> he's him. A good, so he's a good looking lad. He is he is actually. Yeah. So he basically has just had a recent documentary come out called Who Says I Can't? And it's Sick. on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um and it aired recently. So go check that out. Who Says I Can't with Rob Mendez. And he basically, yeah, he's this uh, football coach and he was an assistant coach for a long time and eventually wanted to end up being a head coach. Yeah. Uh, and apparently he got that chance not that long ago. Um, he coached the Prospect High Junior Varsity and ESPN cameras documented the dramatic and inspiring ride from beginning to end. Sick. So the documentary will have absolutely everything. But oh my God. I I've do- not checked it out myself, but it's on my list of things to do. I love an American sports documentary. They're so good. They're so inspiring. Like so good. that's brilliant. So, what, have um, you ever watched? Uh, what's it called? Uh, you, oh, what's it called? That university one mm-hmm. on Netflix. Last chance. Last you. chance. You. That's the Woo-wee. one. Love that show. That show is l- like the first series of it with T.J. Law and uh, the rest of what's the the big guy? Oh, I can't remember his name. And he comes back in season two. Um, he's the coach. Like, nah, he's a linebacker. He's a black guy. Short. Cam. Short hair. Yeah, what's his name? Cam. Can't remember. There's one called Cam that's, uh, I think he's in it twice. He's ace him. Yeah. Um, like, you're like, the characters, are, the guys in it are like such cool guys. And they've gone through so much like weird kind of family stuff and school stuff to try and get where they are. And they're under so much amazing pressure. And then at the end of the season, I mean, it's spoilers. You, you should have watched it by now. It's been out for years. It has, yeah. Um, but they, they, they did two seasons on Mississippi, yeah. or East Mississippi, didn't they? And then they've done another one on a different college. Yeah. So the end of the first season, they get into a massive bust-up, don't they, in the final game of the year. Yeah. And it all goes a bit south. Um, it is... Anyone in- involved in the bust-up then isn't allowed to... Correct. Amazing. Like to do Amazing. it much as the... Um, so, yeah, I love the American sports documentaries. But with this one as well, it says here that here, so before two weeks before Prospect opened for its season, Mendez suffered severe facial injuries after falling out of his custom-made wheelchair. So the man's rolling around on custom wheels. He's got spinners. Yeah, well, I don't think he's got that. Has he got spinners? Uh, maybe as an assistant, he didn't, but as a head, maybe. Yeah, he's upgraded. Uh, it said he was pro- back at practice two days later, and in a quote, it says, "I didn't want to let them down. Uh, I didn't want to let the kids down." Yeah. Sick. So, man is motivated, determined, and dedicated to doing what he's doing. So, Sick. well done, Rob. Good job. Keep doing you. Monsieur Mendez. Monsieur Mendez. Wonderful. 
Uh, shall we get into... So what are we talking about this week, Mick? We, What's the essay? Right. It's the whole point in why we started this. It is. It's about time we did it's this. It's the 10th of March, right, when we're recording this. So it has been one, two, nearly three months since we first floated, started recording podcasts. We recorded our first trial episode in <coughs> December. Yes. And then released our first episode in January. January. And we are finally getting down to the... I don't think it's the essential part of minimalism, but it is a pretty big... It's the introductory it's part. It's a pretty big start-off. It's a pretty big um, jumping-off point for a life of simplicity and minimalism. So this episode is going to be about decluttering. Um, we have had a few questions and a few kind of uh, chats with people who are like, why did you start all this in the first place? What got you into minimalism? Um, and for me, it was definitely realizing that I was overwhelmed by how much was going on in my life and in my house and in my kind of like personal space. And then realizing that getting rid of all the things I didn't need was actually making a massive um, difference to the way I felt and the way I kind of was, was uh, able to move forward and progress. So this essay is called simply Decluttering. Decluttering. Getting rid of your stuff makes space for life to be lived. A simple life is a life with more. <clears throat> more freedom, more ability to contribute, more positivity, more creativity, more self-awareness, more opportunity for growth. When I first discovered minimalism and the numerous attached practices, I lived in excess. I had bookshelves full of books I had never read, wardrobes full of clothes I had either worn out or not worn for ages. An apartment full of guitars and computers and sofas and chairs and free stuff I had been given by others. Things I had bought to try and give myself more meaning. Things I had purchased to mould people's perception of the life I lived. Things I had pursued because the message they sent to others was one of success and sophistication and fulfilment <coughs> and intellect. It was too much. I started to think that maybe my life would be easier to live if I had fewer things cluttering up, cluttering up my space and my mind. I started small. I stopped buying new things I didn't need. I suddenly had more time and money to spend with my family. I started communicating more honestly. I eventually built the muscles required for more healthy relationships. I stopped wasting my days on the sofa. I committed more time to exercise, and in turn, I got more sleep more often. I started making creativity a priority, and I suddenly had more energy for personal projects. And then I started on my stuff. Lent 2014, apt because we are just in Lent now. 40 days of decluttering. I got rid of a book and then a pair of shoes and then three CDs and then four ties and then five t-shirts and then six candles, seven pairs of socks, eight picture frames, nine electrical cables and so on and so on. I felt light up with every gift given, with every charity shop drop off, with every donation, with every bag of rubbish. As I let go of the clutter in my life, I made more space for life to be lived. The best flavours are undiluted. If living with meaning is down to the way our lives are flavoured, then that flavour is best enjoyed without the added noise of anxiety, anxiety and worry and overwhelm. Clutter is anything in your life or your home that doesn't add value to your life. Decluttering is the act of removing those things that either don't add value, that shield the value from view, or that dull the joy you would otherwise receive from the things that do bring you joy. I have grown to love the process of decluttering because it relieves stress. 
It allows me to take control of my space and take pride in the accomplishment of clearing a part of my life. What's the problem with decluttering? The problem with decluttering is that it is just the kickoff. The rest of the game is even more important. If, when we have cleared our lives of excess, we sit in our empty homes and do not utilize the renewed sense of productivity, ease and focus in our newly created space, we have missed the point entirely. Decluttering isn't the end goal. It's just one step we must take in order to move towards a more meaningful life. Decluttering doesn't make us happy. It just makes space for the things that do. Remember, the things that matter can't be bought, sold, or shelved. Ooh, damn. Powerful. Yeah. I think this was one of the essays uh, I may have read early on when you started linking me to some of your writing, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Because I think for me, the, the thing with minimalism for me was you got me into it, but because I, I really enjoyed hearing about what it was and I, it resonated with me and I was like, yes, I need to be doing this because I, I was someone that would go out on payday back in the day and just buy what I wanted, buy what I, not necessarily what I needed, but what I wanted. Yeah. And then I would find myself with less money and less time and those things would make me happy for a day, two days and then I'd just be, they were just a regular t-shirt or a regular thing that sat on my shelf and I never bothered with again. And yeah. Now, looking into minimalism and decluttering, like I love having a clear out. Like I used to do it before minimalism and I, I enjoy doing it still. Just digging into a box of stuff that I've not been into for a fair few months, like six months, and then just going, nope, don't want that, don't want that, don't want that, don't want that, don't want that. Yeah. And thinking back at the time, I thought, well, I'll just put that in there in case I need it. Oh. Six months later, just <laughs> don't need that crap. Yeah. So yeah, no, totally. Uh, I really, I'm really glad that we're doing this episode. Yeah, I think the... I th- think it comes down to um, realizing that you can live with so much less than what you have right now. Mm-hmm. I, like I said in this essay, I had probably 500, I mean, it's not a massive amount, but I had 500 items in my wardrobe that I either didn't wear anymore, had never worn, or had worn so much that I didn't want to wear them anymore. Um, I had shoes that I had bought worn once and kept just in case I had t-shirts that I didn't like that I kept because I had spent money on them what I what I came to realize was that the process of getting rid of those things was like a, it was like every time I got rid of something I felt like a little lighter yes and like, you, you think, right, cool, what's next? Or yeah. you don't instantly try and fill that space. You think, what's next? I think that's important. If What can I do now? Correct. If you, if, you, if you spend the entire time decluttering, which is possible to do because we are always acquiring new things, either, if, either spending money on them, getting giving the, given them, um, new things arrive in our lives. But I think the way that the way that decluttering helps is that if you have that mindset the whole time, like, is this thing worth the space that it's taking up? If the answer is yes, great. That's fine. You can keep the thing because you're not, you're not placing value on something when it doesn't have any, but if it's not worth the space or the time that it takes up, you, the process of getting rid of it will instantly almost instantly make you feel a lot lighter and a lot happier about not only the space you're living in but the the attention you're having to give to those things when i um moved from london to the north i 
uh, took an entire van of things with me. Uh-huh. Um, lots of things that went in the van I didn't really like. But when I moved out of, when, I, when we separated, I separated from my ex, and I moved out, I fit everything in my car. Ah, okay. Because... Because you you've been able to identify what you yeah. didn't want, and you already knew moving as well that that I was think so, not but, what you wanted. But also, I kind of took the opportunity to <clears throat> downsize again. I think, yes, I think yes. the problem with decluttering is that, like, like we say here, like if you clear all the stuff out and then you don't use the space that you've just created for something more meaningful or more creative, you've kind of missed the point. Yeah. Um, but also, the other thing about it is that you, it is a constant mindset. It's not a, it's not a event. It's a kind of ongoing process. Um, if you just declutter once, you give yourself permission then to bring lots of things in because you've created lots of space. And I think that's what I used to do. I used to have events where I'd declutter things yeah. and I would always retain the same useless stuff or I'd find a cupboard to put it in. Yeah. So for me, I moved out when I was 17. Um, and so I moved around a lot, uh, like different house shares and friends and things like that. And I always carried with me the stuff that I moved out with, which was like... A, I, I used to have my old attendance records from school. I had my old certificates I had from school and primary school. And I was like, yeah, these mean something to me, but when am I ever going to need these again? So yeah. I think getting into minimalism for me and decluttering especially, the first thing I did was go to that box of stuff and or that bag of stuff and go, nope, don't need you. And I completely just binned it all away. And I think for me, that was the biggest realisation of going, why have I been carrying this around for the last... 10 years yeah i don't need this and i i think i think it's not it just a, needs to go yeah it's not a, it's not only stuff it can also be like um habits something we're massive on um relationships so people in your life can be cluttering it up hugely yeah um because you, you they take away they they clutter, well, your, up, they, they, they clutter your time. Yeah, your so time you and your attention. you need to declutter attention. that time onto things that you want. Right? Yeah, so... Sounds the, weird to say that, though. Yeah, the... the, the um, Josh and Ryan from The Minimalist have this great saying that the your, your two most valuable assets are your time and your attention. And if you are wasting your time and your attention on things that don't matter or things that don't bring you joy, then you have an opportunity there to declutter almost immediately. Um... I think the interesting thing is, is that something I've kind of learned through my process of decluttering and, and ongoing decluttering is that when I basically when I started my decluttering journey and my kind of minimalism, the outlook I was having, um, I did I got I'd got lots of other things out the way beforehand. Like I, I stopped buying new things. That was the, the first step. Then I started communicating more honestly because I realized that kind of again, those relationships that you're not, that aren't adding value to your life, if you're honest about how you feel and how that person makes you feel, that brings out the, the you then have the ability to have an honest conversation with that person. I stopped wasting my time on the sofa and doing things that didn't benefit me or all people around me. I think I resonate with that one because I used to, I like video games for me have always been a big part of my life. I played them growing up with my gran and my mum. Yeah. Uh, my granddad and I played them a lot with my dad. He was a big gamer. He got me into games. So I think growing up, I I played a lot of video games and 
the older I got, the more, like when Xbox Live became a thing, playing games with friends was always something I did as a kid. Yeah. And growing up, it was just always a big part of my life. So my days off from work sometimes, I would literally get up, watch some tip, like, TV for a bit, have some lunch, and then just play games for like five hours would pass, and I'd be like, oh, wow, what have I done with my day? And my, yeah. Because my body's not moving or doing anything, I felt sluggish, tired, headachy, yeah. like, and that for me, so spending less time away from the console, uh, sorry, more time away from the console, and less time sat on my ass in front of the TV, it's been huge for me. Yeah, and I think it's, you're, you're building a habit, and you're, you're strengthening a muscle that, to, yeah, uh, habits by Craig on Instagram. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you're strengthening that muscle, the muscle that says, right, I should be up doing things right now, mm. or the muscle that says, do I need this item? Is it bringing me joy? Does it, does it fulfill a purpose? And is it worth the time and space that it's taking up? If you can build that muscle, it makes it much easier to let go of the things you no longer need. I have a, I have, I have a kind of struggled with it because I am like a natural hoarder. Oh, I am. I I That's love. That's a tough one being uh, on the decluttering side of this. Hundred percent. Like I love to hold on to stuff, but I think that that love to hold on to. Like I I, my mum and dad are like, oh, you might need that later. Like Faith's Faith's dad is quite like that as well. Like he has a. Uh, and, and I, I mean, my parents do as well, like have a habit of holding on to things just in case you might need them later. Yep. But the just in case <laughs> is what kind of kills the situation because... Because what if you don't need What them? if you don't need they're, them? They're just in case, but what if you don't need them? Yeah, I, I think um, it's just in case versus for when I need it. Like I have a um, running tracksuit. When, right. am I, when am I going to need a running tracksuit? You don't. I'll tell you exactly when. When I go to a race and it's cold or it's pre-race or post-race, I don't want to be wearing jeans, so I've got my tracksuit. So I've got it just for when item. Same for... Um, so it's, it's not an if I'll use this item. Yeah, it's, it's not... A, there is no... I am going to use it. There is it. no question of whether I'm going to use it or not. It's when I'm going to use it. Um, which I think is like the, mass, the, the big difference between... Things that um, do have a purpose and do bring you joy that you like. I, we're not trying basic. We're not trying to to mold you listeners to our understanding of how minimalism works. What we're trying to do basically is share how we do it. And if you have, if you resonate with what we're saying, great. You can <clears throat> take things we're saying and apply them to your own life. But there's no there's no real rules for how this works. When we say we post our rules for living a more meaningful life, they're our rules. You don't have to take them on. You don't have to apply them to your own situation. We're just saying that these are the things we do and this is how they work for us. Um, I think everything works on an individual basis 100%. as well. Because like for you, I wouldn't need a running tracksuit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you definitely have, wouldn't you need a running, running tracksuit. Do you have ice skates? Yes, I have ice skates. Well, there you go. Because I know I'm going to go skating, but you wouldn't have those. Like, and I've... If I had ice skates, I, I would immediately get rid of them. Because I, there's, there's no point in my entire life where I'm going to need to own ice skates. Yeah, because they're not a for when item. Like, I will use mine for when I go skating. Yeah. You will not use it. You might have a pair of ice skates just in case you ever go sky skates. I have, I have a... Or hockey practice. I have a running backpack. You know running. Like a, running. A like race backpack yes yeah, yeah if you're doing a really long race you want to carry food and water and a waterproof jacket and a compass and a torch all that stuff goes in your backpack i've used it i've not used it yet this year i've not used it since september yeah but you've Last used year. it but 
I know that race season is going to come up, coming up soon. I'm going to do much more longer training runs. I'm going to need to carry stuff, so I'm holding on to it. If I if I got rid of it, I would then have to buy the thing again in six months' time. So it doesn't but make also, sense. if say training season came up and you were running more and you didn't feel the need to use the backpack, would yeah. you get rid of it afterwards, um, or would you wait until next racing season? I'd, so I'd, I think a lot of people would ask that question. Yeah, I think I think I would wait until I had not used it for its purpose in a year. Okay. Um, I have I have a few items that I've not used in an entire year. Um, I have, I've kept the box for my phone just in case. Don't need that. I don't need the box, but if the, if the, if there's some sort of disaster and I need to sell the phone or something, it'd be nice to have the box. So I'm holding on to it until I'm fully committed and then I'll keep it forever. Um, I could get rid of that because I've not used it. Yeah. But not, I don't, it's ne- a I don't, four, it's I don't a four need when it, item, isn't but it? But it's for when I get rid of this phone, I would like to have the box ready for whoever takes it next. Yeah, for when you get If rid I of give it. this phone as a gift, much nicer to give it with the box that it came in than it does just giving it on its own. Yeah, but it, let's say, for example, so, because that just sounds like you're just keeping the box just in case. So if you were going to keep... It's for when box. I get rid of it. Yeah, but you just said, so if you, if you decide to commit to the phone, are you going to... I'm committed gonna, to the phone. I'm committed to the phone, right? Yeah. When I get a new phone and I get rid of this one, it'll be nice to have the box. So I've held on to the box. So you're going to get... Uh, but if you... What if you traded it in somewhere or gave it to someone that didn't need the box? Well, I can, throw, I can the throw the box away. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like I'm saying, the rules are not set in stone. There's yeah, no... the, there's flexi in, in everything. Um, and obviously there's a lot of criticism with minimalists. They're like, oh, you don't need a car. Why don't you walk everywhere? And it's like, well, no, the car has purpose yeah. for when you go places and I, pick the kids I, up and go to I, work. I need my car. I've got to drive to work. I've got to drive home to London to see my family. I've got to go and pick up my boys. I've got to, like, I, 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 I could, in theory, live without a car. Is my life easier with the car? And is my life much simpler with the car? Yes. So I'm going to keep it. Yeah, same for me. I think for for me in public transport, I've always lived... I grew up in South Manchester, so I've always been on very busy public transport routes and I've always lived near very busy public transport routes. And where I live now, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say a busy public transport route, but it's, it's, it's accessible. But driving for me is now... has opened more stuff uh, and... I'm going to start needing it more when I start doing more activities further from the house. So. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the, the decluttering mindset is something that, like we said, it's not, it, it, it can be an event. It can be a like, right, th- I've got two days off and I'm going to clear the house or the flat of all the things I don't need. And then that's like a good starting point. But if we think of decluttering as the end game, We've kind of missed the entire point of of minimalism and its kind of wider um, helpfulness. The point of getting rid of all of your stuff is to make space for your life to grow into the space you've just created. If you if you get rid of all your stuff and you don't use that space or that time or that energy that you've created to better yourself, better the lives of others, and do creative stuff then you're, you're kind of getting rid of it was pointless. Because I think with it, you're almost freeing your mind from correct. it as well. Correct. That is what I'm trying to say. You are freeing your mind I think I, I got what you were trying to clutter. do. So That's what I'm trying to say. Because by getting, rid of, by getting rid of the box for your phone, you're not making more physical space. Well, you are making more physical space, but you're but not, you're not no, like no, going to refill that physical I space. I then don't have to think about it. 
Yeah, you, you don't have to look at the box visually and be like, oh, what do I need to do that? Where am I going to store that? You literally are like, cool. So you, the thing on Matt Diavella's uh, episode 99 of the Ground Up show, he has his sister on. And the one thing that's resonated with me that she speaks about is if I, if I think of something small, if I think of it more than twice, I've let myself down. So right. if she thinks, oh, I need to empty the bin, and then le- it doesn't write it down or doesn't add it to a task app or walks away or whatever mm-hmm. and comes back to it again, she's then going, oh, I need to empty the bin again. Like, she, her mind... So she sees it as her mind's being taken up with all these little thoughts that yeah. d- when she could be spending time on her projects and her work and other things, like more important, meaningful things. Yeah. Uh, and for me, that's really resonated with me. So when I think of something small to do now, since listening to that a few weeks back, it goes in the actions that... Yeah. Goes in my app, so my mind. I've decluttered the way I'm thinking. Yeah, if that makes sense. I've, just, I've shrunk down the way I'm simplifying thinking. Simplifying it. Basically. Simplifying it yeah. down. Yeah, um, but by decluttering, you're then not looking at all of this extra stuff. You've not got that. Oh, I need to do that. Or, oh, I've got that still, and oh, I need to sell that. I need to do that. Look, just if you if it's gone, it's gone. There's, yeah. Your mind's not then on it. Yeah, so. I've, I I I wrote another essay which is about. Um, getting rid of your stuff being just the start of the journey and it goes through um, it's called things and it goes through like the entire journey of me discovering minimalism and then the process of me getting rid of my stuff and then what happened afterwards and then what kind of kicked all of this into high gear and the last bit of that of that essay um, we have that quote in there again which says um, the things that matter can't be bought sold or shelved Um, and the last like two um, sentences. When I threw out, sh- when I threw out shoes I didn't need, I didn't get happier. When I donated books I hadn't read, I didn't feel lighter. When I recycled clothes I'd worn out, it didn't mean I'd won. When I got rid of my excess, I didn't complete minimalism. I started a longer ju- journey of life upheaval that led me to where I am. It's not as if getting rid of your stuff is like, yay, you have completed minimalism. You now have, you now live in a house with white walls and you sleep on the floor and you have your record. Like this is, I'm just describing my room right now. Yeah, you are, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you sleep on the floor and you've got your, your one sofa and your, your, your simple kitchen. That stuff is great if it A, brings you joy and B, allows you to concentrate on everything else that you need to be handling. Creativity is something that, something that I kind of had neglected because my entire life was taken up by all of the shite around me. I didn't have the mental capacity to deal with all of my stuff being everywhere and also try and be creative and try and move forward. I have, most of this came from, like basically I used to write music. Before I moved up here and before I kind of jumped into the real world of, of work and consumerism and trying to kind of like move and up. And parenthood. And yeah, and parenthood and trying to move up ladders. So I tried to do Kim's voice again. Yeah. Parenthood. That's what he talks. They talk like this. You're right, son. He's 50 quid. Um, before all that happened, I would spend almost all my time just thinking about music and writing songs and doing all the things that my brain was kind of born to do. When I then started earning money and buying things, and buying things, and buying things, and filling up my space, I got almost instantly less creative because I hadn't, because I'd filled up my entire world with stuff, in inverted commas, my brain didn't have the capacity to deal with all of the stuff and be creative. So what I found was that if I got rid of all my stuff, I then 
regained that ability to write and um, less distraction write essays and write music yeah. and come up with new projects and edit videos and shoot videos and do all the things that I really enjoyed doing <clears throat> I, my brain couldn't handle that stuff when I, my, my life was full of things I didn't need or like I anymore. think because it come, becomes a little bit of an addiction the high that you get when you buy something new oh is, is great don't even talk because I literally love buying things but I've got to be more intentional. So I used to be like that. I used to be like, so if a new game came out that was hyped so high, like a AAA title or something like, like Anthem came, was, that was out recently and I was like, I've been I looking think, forward to that. I think my brother plays that game. Well, I've been looking forward to that game since last year when it was announced. I was like, this concept looks incredible. But I waited and I waited and I waited. And late last year, I cancelled my pre-order and I was like, you know what? I'll wait for reviews and I'll see what it's like. And it's yeah. been absolutely slated. Ooh! Yeah, really badly so really? I was like you know what I will wait and I will take my time towards buying that whereas old me would have bought it probably played it for a week or two got bored of it and then it would have just sat in my drawer so yeah. I think that the mindset change for me is, has been huge uh, and it's it's a change of who I am yeah so and, I, and I'm still on that journey you, obviously yeah, you've I was been doing say, this a yeah, lot longer than yeah, I have I was so. going to say even like your your like I'm still very early in, in the in the journey. Like I don't know how it all all works. I'm trying to I'm discovering it as I go along. You're maybe slightly like uh, slightly closer to your origin in this kind of world. Um, but like there's no David Goggins once said something that I found to be probably the most fascinating thing I've I've ever heard someone say. He said. There's, and it's an old Nike saying actually. He said like there is no end. There's no finish line. It's not like you complete it, life. You're not yeah. like, yeah, Yo, you've done, well done. You've done life. You've you graduated to level two of life. Death. Like, yeah. Um, there is no end. It's not like, it's not like you can stop and say, right, well, I've, I've completed that. Now it, I It's can not like sit. getting a job, is it? It's not like going, oh, well done. I am a laborer now. Oh, wait, no, now I'm head of construction site. And it, it's not like a job. It's not like you can be that thing. Yeah, but even if, even if you get a job working on a building site, you still have to go there and work on the building site. Once you've got the job, that's not the end. Oh, it's not you like it finishes. To, you then yeah. have to no, go that was a work. bad example. Scrub that, scrub that, <laughs> scrub it. Yeah. Get like, rid of it. Yeah, he said, basically, there is no end. He said, like, he said the, the, the people's perception is that at some point they're going to they're gonna complete it all and they're going to be happy and then they'll get to live their life. But there is no end. It's all... It's all hard Which work. is where the event mentality comes from. Correct. Oh, well done. I've had an event that that I've decluttered some items and then it's like, cool, I'll see you in six months. And it's like, that's the end for six months. And then it's yeah. like, ah, oh, here's the event again. And yeah. that's the end goal. And once it's done, it's done. But that being said, there are some things that you can do to kind of kickstart yourself. So I did. So the minimalists do the 30 day minimalism game. Matt Diavella has these like monthly challenges that we're kind of doing a few of as well. Um, there is a few ways for you to kind of kickstart yourself into a habit and a practice of getting rid of stuff. Yep, yep. I did uh, in Lent in 2014. Mm -hmm. I got rid of, f for 40 days, I got rid of an additional item. So day one, I got rid of a book. Day two, I got rid of a pair of shoes. Day three, I got rid of three CDs, four ties, five t-shirts, six candles, seven socks, and a partridge in a pear tree. Boom. <laughs> didn't even know you had a partridge in a pear tree. Where yeah. did you get one of them? Well, basically, I bought it, and then I realized it didn't bring me joy, so I downsized it. Ah, fair. Um, Goodbye, partridge. Yeah. Goodbye, pear tree. See you later, partridge. Um, 
But like, yeah, so there are events that you can make it happen. But if at the end of the 40 days of doing that, you're then like, right, well, I've got rid of 540 items or however many it is. Oh, I've created all this space and I've made some money as well because I sold some stuff during the 40 days. Uh, what can I buy? Let me go on. No. Let me go on Amazon. No. Buy some more rubbish. He's relapsed. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, but it is okay to treat yourself to things. Hundred percent. Like, hundred percent. Yeah. Like if you definitely want to, you know what? I've been I've been looking forward to getting a an electric bean grinder for coffee. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I've been looking forward to get. I've got a hand grinder and it's great. It's fine. But I'd like because me and Jenna likes espresso and I like um, like medium grind. I like pour over coffee. Uh huh. So I want to get. I want us to get an electric bean grinder. For a reasonable price with a good rating yep. that will grind fine and medium grind so that we can both have our respective coffee from the same bag. So did, then we're not buying extra bags. Did Andy Doty get you into this world? Uh, no, well, sort of. Actually, yeah, actually, he, he might. He might he's, he's, he's the, like, coffee god, isn't he? Yeah, like, that guy loves... But he used to work uh, at a Marks and Spencer's cafe, so... Oh, he, so he's been into it for a long time. His coffee yeah. knowledge is pretty high up there. But he has, um, yeah, he runs a Mr. Coffee MCR Instagram page with a lot of followers. What? Uh, and he, yeah, he keeps it pretty quiet, but well, not anymore. But, <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, everyone now knows uh, about your. But yeah, your it, like, he's been doing it for Instagram. ages, and he reviews and rates loads of places in Manchester. Oh uh, my gosh, I'm coffee. so jealous. Let's get him on the podcast. Uh, I want to talk about coffee. I love coffee. Yeah, I do love coffee. I've only been drinking coffee for two years. Wow. I didn't have my first coffee until I was. This is our first tangent this entire episode. <laughs> Yeah, this is an important episode. This episode is going to be longer than an hour. Is it? Much longer. Much, much longer than an hour. I don't think it will be. Yeah, because I'm just going to keep saying much. <laughs> much, 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 much. Four hours later. <laughs> much, much. <laughs> uh, but That's yeah, amazing. So I, yeah, so I want one. Um, and I'm just, I'm just not getting one yet because I'm not in the frame of mind that I need one. Yeah. Uh, I want one. But I'm gonna treat myself to one at some point. But I'm just yeah. not. I, d I don't require one now. Yeah. Um, because my time's taken up with other things. Yeah. So. I'm the same with um, running shoes. Running, running. Talking of Andy Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Nike Cortez, the ones that um, Forrest Gump has in Forrest in Forrest Gump the movie. Um, so we always take the mick out of him because he looks like Forrest Gump. He doesn't look anything like him. He's, he's, just, got, he's just got the no, same shoes. No, he's just got the same shoes. Anyway, I love running. I love running. <laughs> Anywhere I go, I am running. <laughs> you love gum. <laughs> so good. Anyway, I would like to buy some... Basically, in the near future, the next two months, I'm going to be buying some trail running shoes. And they're going to help you with running season. They're going to help me with three or four races this year. So it's okay for me to do my research and invest in a pair of trail shoes because I'm going to use them until they die and then I'm going to recycle them. Um, but if on a whim, every month when I got my paycheck, I was like, yeah, get more shoes, um, I would have a house full of shoes. And if you have seen our Instagram recently, my Instagram or, or our Instagram, an Instagram Your recently, Instagram. I posted a picture of my shoe collection. There's five pairs of shoes in it. That's right. Oh. That's it. They're all behind yeah, you. There are five pairs. They're and all black and white. I think we spoke about this on one of the last yeah. episodes. I, I, black and white shoes. And I was talking to Dave Nolan, uh, who's, Big Dave. whose brain works very differently to everyone else's. 
Um, Your words, not mine. Yeah, he uh, he was saying that his um, family now call him Mr. Monochrome because he only wears black. And he then, does only wear. And I was like, oh, he mate. wore grey yesterday. And I, I was like, oh mate, that's so weird. And I looked at myself: black t-shirt, black jeans, black shoes, black socks, black hat, all black everything. Um, now, to be a minimalist does not mean that you have to only wear black. Uh, you can wear as many colours as you want, as long as those colours. Uh, bring you joy and value and happiness. Um, yes. Uh, so decluttering, what we've learned is that decluttering is just the it's start. unique. It's unique to you. It is. It, it, Come up with your own rules. Correct. Come up with your own rules. But if you would like to, kind of, kind of tease out from what we've said, anything. This is what you should take away from it. Decluttering is the act of removing those things that either don't add value that shield the value from view, or that dull the joy you would otherwise receive from the things that do bring you joy. Ooh. Decluttering, however, isn't the end goal. It's just one step we must take in order to move towards a meaningful life. Remember, the things that matter can't be bought, sold, or shelved. Boom. The things that actually matter are experiences and relationships and moments that we share, and those things, like it says in the quote we just read, cannot be bought, sold, or shelved. Boom. Take that away. That's it. I'm sure there will be lots more um, discussion of decluttering now that we have finally, finally, finally tackled the subject that lots of people have been talking to us about. Um, I'm sure the floodgates will open and we'll have lots of questions about, Big the, floods. about the same thing. But if you would like to read... Um, this essay, and I think also we'll just post things as well because it's very, very similar. It is basically a breakdown of um, my life from 2012 onwards and how I kind of moved towards... Well, why don't we post uh, on the Friday, we will post decluttering. Correct. And then on the Monday, yeah. we can set things to be featured as well. That would be very, very good. Give people time to read both. Yes, so this is how the podcast works, people, right? I'm we gonna, do what we want. I'm going to fill you in right now. On a Friday, the essay comes out. We talk about it on Instagram over the course of the week. We say, we've got this essay coming out. You should check it out on Friday. Boom, the essay drops on Friday. You've got the weekend to read it. And then Monday morning, the podcast comes out. So what we'll do is decluttering will come out. Two days ago, before the, and why am I announcing that something is gonna come out when it's just come out? <laughs> it's already out. Decluttering came out on Friday for you to read. Now you're listening to the podcast. We will also have available for you to read things, which is the related article. Ooh. Um, if you do want to read either of those essays, if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash decluttering or forward slash things, you'll be able to read both of those essays in their entirety. My journey towards a more uh, minimalist lifestyle and also the understanding that decluttering is just the start of the journey and not the end goal. It isn't. Um, it, do you know what time it is for? <sighs> it's for time, peace, word, many, not do well today. It's time for Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit. Um, Let's now, get Kim out. Oh, Kim's just walked in the door. Oh, right. hi, Kim. You right, Mick. You right, boys, you want 50 quid? It's 50 uh, quid, mate. <laughs> um, Talk about fucking ass Reddit. It's 50 quid. <laughs> um, oh, oh, no. Oh, we forgot to read the ads. Oh, let's read the ads. There are no ads. We've what got, is wrong with you? We've got ads. We've got ads. We've now. not got ads. Do you like looking at things on the internet? Do you want to know about useless, inane nonsense that other people post online? 
Head to Reddit now. Available in the App Store. <laughs> I think a, lo- a lot of people use Reddit, so useless, useless. Imagine advert. if one of our adverts was for Reddit. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, God, obviously. Yeah, I've, uh, the reason I'm listening to this is because I saw it on Reddit. So God. Uh, can I go first? Can it's hit. relevant. Oh my days, you just did that noise. That oh, I did. <laughs> I did. Oh my God. Okay, okay. so habits. That's a habit that needs to go. Habits by Craig has a bad habit of making this noise, which, <laughs> oh my God, it's like, you know when like a like a granddad who doesn't really know how to and make slaps a, his lips. Like a, when a granddad doesn't know how to make a kid laugh, so he does that pop noise. Like he doesn't really know... Like a, they put their finger in their mouth and then they make a pop noise. That's what that sounds like. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, nope, can't, can't do it. Do it yeah. I'm terrible at it. I don't need to do that though. I can just go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, so if you see or hear Craig doing that, um, then slap me, no, please slap me. No, don't physically assault him. Physically maybe, assault me, and I'll call the police. Maybe say to him, Craig, that habit you have of making that popping noise is detracting from your joyous character and your lovely personality. Oh, man. Um, so try to refrain from doing it from now on, please. Or I'll deck you. Or I'll slap you <laughs> across the back of the head. Uh, you can't say at that point I've not been warned. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, reformed hoarders of Reddit, what is the best way to declutter? It's oh. like it's relevant. It's, it's like almost, I searched for this it's one. It's almost as if you went to ask Reddit and searched for decluttering. Uh, so some of the best answers are moving house, but that links back to an event. So an event of moving house is the catalyst to trigger the decluttering and downsizing of the items and things. Yeah. And then until you next move house again, are you just going to wait or are you going to continue down that journey? I think what I did when I moved house was I packed everything into bags and boxes and then only got things out of those bags when I needed to use them. And if they stayed in the bags or boxes for more than a month, and I couldn't justify their long-term kept around the house, <laughs> long, long-term, kept their long-term the stay in ah. my house, then I got rid of them things. They're got, just renting time in your mind. They are Ooh. renting space in my existence, and I didn't need to keep them. We so are philosophical as moving, shit. Moving. <laughs> Moving house is a good is a good excuse to get rid of all of your stuff. What you should do, this is a good idea. You should when you move house, don't take any of your stuff with you. And then <laughs> Just when leave. You, when you move house, leave all of your stuff in your old house. And then when you move to your new house, be empty and you'll be much happier. Oh loads, loads happier. Um, <laughs> or what you should do is when you fill up your house your old house with stuff, get a bigger house and move all your stuff into it, and then you'll have more space. <laughs> yeah. Get more debt. Yeah. Um, another one was set rules to get rid of things you don't want on a weekly basis. So yeah. that's an idea of a rule, that's I a think. massive one. Um, but like, oh, every Friday, oh, I'll just have a quick look through order. Oh, I've not used that. Oh, you know, get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and then I think that helps, that links back to what I'm passionate about, building habits. Correct. Uh, and builds the right habit, because then you're just instantly like, you, without even thinking, you're like, oh yeah, I've not used that. I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. It's not even a thing at that point. It's not an event. Yeah, I, I um, saw something online when we were researching this essay and this um, episode that said, um, don't, uh, never, it says when you're around your house, never travel empty handed, which I was like, what the heck do you mean, bruh? And then it was like explaining how that is relevant. And I'm going to find the thing. 
It says... Doing, sorry, linking back to set rules to yeah. get rid of things you don't want on a weekly basis. I want to go back to that after you've read this. Yeah. It says, never walk empty-handed. Empty-handed? Empty-handed. Empty-handed. As well as adding to your daily step count, being mindful as you walk from room to room can help keep clutter at bay. Once you've allocated a space for everything, try to take something from one, one place to another whenever you can. Heading to the bedroom? Now's the time to put away the cardigan you took off and flung on the sofa, sofa as soon as you got home. What is wrong with word do you today? I don't know. Instead of spending hours tidying up all at once, you can do it as you go along so it doesn't feel quite so That's what I do. Yeah, so I'm not brilliant at it, but I am trying to get a little better. Whereas if, if I'm going from the bedroom to the kitchen and I'm like, oh, there's a glass that I've used for my coffee or whatever, I can take it with me. In a minute, when I take that ketchup from on top of that drum there, yeah. this is the weirdest Weirdest scenario. I, mean, of all I time. can see it. Unless so. when I take that half empty bottle of ketchup from that drum, I'm going to take it to the kitchen when I go to the kitchen in a minute because it's going to make my life easier. I'm not going to have to do two trips if I just carry it with me. So, this is what I do. I'm big on this. Um, I'm very observant. So, if I, if I know I'm going somewhere, like, so I, me and John have a drink next to the bed each morning. And I, I know I would normally know. Sorry, uh, each Vodka. night. Uh, no, sometimes mostly just gin. Uh, no, it's, it's water or juice. You know, like a bed. You know, like you have a bottle of uh, drink or something by the side of the bed. Sometimes, if you wake up a little bit thirsty, you want to go. You know, in the middle Stop of the night. Stop making ridiculous noises. <laughs> um, and you, you have a little sip, and you sip away. Um, each... Oh, sippy, sippy, sip, sip. I've got a little Tommy Tippy <laughs> by the side of the bed. Yeah. So uh, I would normally in the morning, if I'm going into the, the kitchen from the bedroom, I will take those glasses with me mm -hmm. um, so that I'm not having to then go back and do it later on. So I'm, I am someone that is very much like that. If I know I'm going out on the balcony for something else, like to put some washing out, I will take the recycling out with me at the same time. Yeah, it's, a, it, it, it's, it's just... It, it's, it's a mindset change. It is a, it's a huge mindset change, but it's one that I've had for a long, long, long long time yeah. uh, my nana was very much like that so i grew up with that mentality in the same household yeah i've not been brilliant at it um but having fewer items in your home makes that much much easier because it's like oh i get if i get home and i chuck my coat on the banister or whatever i only own one coat so it's not as if i can be i can look at my coat hanger behind you and go oh there's three coats up there if my coat's not up there it means it's in the wrong place because, <laughs> yeah. because i only own one coat yeah, and so if, if my shoes aren't it, in a line, they're somewhere else. So if you look been. at it while sat here and you know your coat's not there and you think back to where you've put it, the next time you walk past it, you can grab it and put it back. Correct. And having fewer things makes that process uh, what easier. What was the third thing on the list? Oh, anything unused in the last month. So literally give yourself 30 days if you've not used it. Now I'm going to do this soon because I've got a fair few t-shirts in the wardrobe that I haven't used in like the last two months. Yeah. So I think I'm going to implore in... in, in Employ. Employ, that's the word. Uh, this rule. And I might just have another little declutter uh, as I go along. And then for, for the months to follow, I will continue to do this. Okay, so um, in... We're currently... What are we? We're looking at... We're kind of halfway through. And um, we will be just over halfway We're just through, over yeah. halfway through March Memories, which is this month's monthly challenge. If you go to manifestsimplicity.com, you can... I mean, this will probably be on the pre-roll of the episode. 
Um, but if you go to manifestsimplicity.com, stick your email address in the box uh, on the website and we will send you details of the monthly challenges. So we're halfway through March Memories, which means we have deleted lots and lots of photos from our photo libraries to make space for all the memories that actually matter. Right, Craig, go to your recently deleted folder. I want to see how many pictures are in your recently deleted. Yes, you may. So what have we been doing it for 17 days or 18? Okay, 1,696. I just saw yours. Yeah? 3,180 photos deleted. Ooh. I mean, I, I think that is my library. Yeah, I've only got 2,696 in my library anyway. I've so. only got 1,819 left. Wow. I've yeah, so most of these go back. I've got holidays, like when me and Jen went to Vancouver. I've got gigs on here. So I, I actively need to take them off and put them on a hard drive. I went through... And for each of those events, I tried to whittle it down to one photo that was my favorite. Oh, so I that's a good idea. Went to London with Faith. Where's my favorite photo from that trip? There it is, it's saved. I went on a big long run with the guys from Wild Trail back in London. Where's my favorite photo? I saved that one and deleted all the rest. I've deleted three quarters of the photos in my library. Wow. We're only halfway through the month. So at the end of the month, I'm gonna have no photos left, but I'll have much more space and my life will be Yes, yeah, so all the new photos. Yeah, but then you also will have formed a habit so that if you do go on a trip and you take, let's say, 10 photos, you can slim it down to the, the one or two that you actually really like yep. at the end of the trip. Correct. Um, so we're halfway through March Memories. Habit just, change. <laughs> habit change. Habit change. Just over halfway through March Memories. Um, April's challenge is TBC. Um, but having just introduced the idea of decluttering and downsizing our items... Um, maybe we will take on a decluttering challenge. You're deleting photos right now. Oh, sorry, I just did this <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, yes, cool, sick, excited. Yep, lots of things happening uh, on the podcast and we will announce the next um, monthly challenge via email to anyone who has signed up to our email list. So if you are listening to this and you have not signed up to our email list, do so, because that is where all of the most salient, most appliable information will be disseminated. Bloody sign up. Yeah, you might get 50 quid from Kim. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who signs up, my dad will give you 50 pounds. I don't think your dad's going to agree to that, but we'll go with it. Yep, that's fine. What collection is the weirdest to have, but is entirely legal to own? Um. What collection is the weirdest to have? Yeah, no, I heard what you said. I was, <laughs> so I was having a think. My, my answers, to, <laughs> the answers to this question are ridiculous. Imagine this, hair from people you've met, labelled and dated. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's, no, that's serial killer. That's baby. serial killer. That is serial killer. Um, baby, I yeah. saw a wonderful meme that said, oh, new show on Netflix. Um, oh, sugar, what did it say? Oh, well, if you, this new, is terrible. It, it said, oh, it was a, Picture of a person going like go, looking excited, and it was like, "Oh, new show on Netflix. Is it about food or serial killers? Then I'll watch it. If not, I'm not. not I'm not interested." Um, people love a good serial killer documentary. They do. the The last answer you've got written here for this interests me the most. Kids' baby teeth. Yeah, but why would someone have a collection of kids' baby teeth? Again, serial killer. Uh, what about their own kid? Yeah, but is it... Yeah, but... I'm, I know people right. who keep their kids' baby teeth. Their own kids. Still mental. It's definitely mental. Still mental. Um, 
who's getting joy out of your kid's teeth knocking about in the drawer somewhere? No one should be. It's just crazy. It's, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Do this. Take a picture of the teeth. Throw the teeth away. Yeah, and then delete and their photo. And then delete the picture <laughs> for March memories. <laughs> um, the middle one. I liked, I left the middle one to last because it is relevant. Well, it's uh, not relevant, but it's funny. So imagine, right, mm -hmm. you're, you, you're a taxidermist. Yep. Right, which means you stuff animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that people can display them. Well explained, Mick. Now everyone knows what taxidermy is. People didn't know. There were some people, like, seven, seven people listening to this podcast didn't know what taxidermy was, and now they do. Taxidermy, um, imagine, right, before you were good at taxidermy, the animals that you stuffed and posed that weren't very good. Imagine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine keeping a collection of practice taxidermy items? What does a practice taxidermy well, right. item even look like? You've got like? to get good at taxidermy, right? To call yourself a taxidermist, you've got to say, Oh, I've practiced taxidermy for a long time and now I'm really good. What if you kept all the like weirdly posed cats, sketchy looking dogs, mice freaking out? Looking all decrepit. Looking all decrepit. <laughs> decrepit mouse. Why have you kept all the practice taxidermy items as a collection? <laughs> Just bed them <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, a museum. A museum. A museum. A Your mu word English not well do <laughs> good tonight. Don't Bloody know hell. What's a museum might buy these terrible taxidermy items from me. They're not going to. They're no definitely not. Just bend them off. Yeah, it's a very weird thing to own, but it's entirely illegal. It's something you could only be really wanted could to. Could be. Um, do you have any collections? Uh, I used to collect the, you know, the little Pop Funko vinyl figures? Oh, yeah. I used to have a, like a little uh, cartoon figure. I've got Walking Dead ones and Guardians of the Galaxy. I've got quite a... So when I say collected, I have, have a lot of Walking Dead ones because I'm a big Walking Dead fan. And I've got a lot of the Guardians of the Galaxy ones because that's mine and Jenna's favourite film. Like, we love that film. Okay. So we've got a lot of the collection from them. Uh, I mean, we don't buy them anymore. Well, I don't buy them anymore. They they sort of accumulated in front of the TV now. Um, but I've got a couple of odd random ones here and there. I've got a really frustrating Ghostbusters collection I never completed. So I've got two of the Ghostbusters and Slimer and the um, the Marshmallow Man and not the rest. Oh my gosh! Which Ghostbusters have you got? Uh, Venkman and Spangler. Kind of the best two. Yeah. Is it no Venkman and is it Spangler? Yeah. yeah Egon. Him, Egon Spengler, yeah. yeah. Uh, I missed Dean. He's the only one out of them who's died, right? The rest of them are still knocking about. Uh, I believe so, maybe. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's still knocking about. Yeah, Dan about. Aykroyd's about, yeah. And, oh my God, this is so sad that I can't remember the black guy's name. Uh, I'm going to look him up. Dean, what was his name in the show, in the film? Uh, we're going to find out. Bloody Dean. Dean, Dean, Dean. But yeah, anyway, so I've got a couple of Winston Zeddemore. Winston. That's it, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, is the, what's the actor's name? Uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, I don't know where I'm getting Dean from. No oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making that up. Yeah. Hold on, Dean. I'm being a ghostbuster. Yeah, I knew it was called Winston. Um, but yeah, yeah so I've got a couple of... I've not got him and I've not got Dan Aykroyd's character. I've just got the other... I've got the other two. Ray. Dan Aykroyd's character's called. Ray, yeah. That's what um, have well, you, you can get the car as well, apparently. Have you ever thought about getting rid of that collection? Yep. Why have you not actioned it? 
because uh, they're not all mine some of them are Jenna's so I think at some point we are going to go through the stuff that we've got under the bed because we've got like boxes from old like products we've bought not not a lot it's just like the old Hoover boxes under there like things from when we moved in <laughs> and uh, like our iPad box and stuff same for the same reasons you have <laughs> can you please stop pretending to kill yourself <laughs> in several different ways while yeah, I talk about God, it? The... It is no end frustrating to me as well, yeah. but I'm not about to force decluttering on Jenna. That's what we should have spoken about. Correct, yes. There's no there's no reason for you to force your your lifestyle on someone else. So if Jenna wanted to keep some practice taxidermy animals... <laughs> you would support her in that whole I might not I might not support her, but I'm not about to go throwing them away. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you want to keep these badly taxidermy animals but i would feel much better about our living space if it didn't have 15 decrepit cats in it <laughs> just one one or two is fine yeah that's fine um i remember a quote that um has has kind of made a little bit of an impact on my life which is that collecting is organized hoarding oh it is, and I can completely see that. It makes sense. It's a sensible quote. I have a vinyl collection. And I think that's it for the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vinyl collection. Yes, you do. They get played every once in a while. Yeah. It's not it's not the biggest vinyl collection I've seen, but it's it's like the one off Shaun of the Dead when they pop that out and they're like, right, <laughs> Batman it. soundtrack, throw, throw it. it. <laughs> I love that film. Um, uh, and then I have books up here, but my favourite thing about books you is can lend I them. can give them to people. Lend them. Like the person we've not mentioned for an hour and ten minutes Ooh. of the entire episode. I was waiting to mention him. <laughs> don't, say anything. don't say anything. I lent him a book. I lent him a book. And it's coming back. Who did you lend the book to, mate? I can't tell you because it will ruin the episode. We spoke about the episode for a whole hour without talking about Anton. Oh, <laughs> you just said his name. Yeah, I lent a book to Anton. I lent him a book. Um, that's what I love about books is that I can lend them to people and then we can have a conversation about it afterwards. Yeah. Um, so there is... There I'm going to try and find you a book on taxidermy practice. <laughs> please do, please, on practice taxidermy. In between episode recordings, that is what I'm going to do. Okay, cool. We'll do an Instagram live next week of me taxidermying my first <laughs> animal. Um, yeah, so there, there, is, there is some... I mean, I'm acting like it's a rule, but there is some leeway for collecting things that, A, bring you joy, and B, you find yeah, don't value and use it. Don't think it's so rigid, because it's not. It's not, 100%. Right. It's time for us to get back to the real world. Are you going to read that bit? No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's always you. I just remember that first initial intro. So, uh, get, get, get good at taxidermy before you keep your stuffed animals. Get rid of your excess. And learn to write with your nose. Yes. That and declutter the shit out your items. Get rid of all your stuff and you'll be instantly happier. And you're going to need to wait until next week's episode to hear more about... Anton. <laughs> um, we are getting him on the podcast. Yes, we okay. are. We've spoken to Anton. He's coming on the podcast. He's very busy over March. So we promise he'll be here ASAP. Right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That way more people get to hear the show. And you get to find us on social media. At... Oh my God, you've literally skipped. It's right there. I know it is. It's the third sentence. I've not read sentence number two. Oh, go on then. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on social media by searching 
Manifest simplicity. Just a quick additional note. Monthly challenges are in your inbox. So sign up for the newsletter on the website for info on this month's monthly minimalism challenge, March memories, and next month's challenge, which we've not decided what it is yet, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Right, remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. Dabba my haters. Oh, 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 oh,